wakey wakey eggs and bakey welcome back to pm and the am a comedy podcast for listeners of all ages this show contains the kind of humor to make you laugh out loud no matter where you're listening each week we take a deep dive into some of the funniest questions debates purchasable items and news stories found on the internet my name is porter mcneely and i am joined by co-host blake bushman and we are going to strive to bring you a half hour of humor today. Blake, my guy, how are you doing? Fantastic. We're going to do our best to bring you a half hour of humor. We, we'll never uh, do a, f- a full guarantee, but we'll, we'll do our best. <laughs> yeah, our best is as, as good as we can uh, possibly yeah, look, we say. We think right we're there, hilarious. You know? All right. We love listening to the podcast. So <laughs> if you don't, you know, you're listening anyway. So thank you. Yeah, guilty as charged. I do uh, <laughs> chuckle at my own self sometimes when I'm listening to it, and then I realize how big of an idiot I am. So it's also it's it's fun for me too. <laughs> I always feel weird because uh, I'll listen. You know, by the time we record and then edit and then post it, there's a lot of things that I forget. So I'll listen. I'll listen back to it. But I always worry that like somebody's going to catch me listening to something. Like if I don't have headphones in, they're going to be like, "Are you talking to yourself? What's going on in here?" <laughs> I've never even thought about it from that angle. That actually is kind of dangerous. So yeah, there's, I'll have to watch been, out for that. There's been multiple times at work where like my headphones die or whatever, and so I'll just have it on, <laughs> but I'll have it playing in the background, like on this on a speaker or whatever. And I worry somebody's going to walk in and be so confused. <laughs> All they hear is somebody else randomly like roasting you, and they're like, "Why are you yeah. listening to yourself get roasted, Blake? What's going on? That doesn't sound <laughs> like blink twice, Blake. Are you okay? Yeah, it's all right, guys. We have a good time with it. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of a good time, Blake, I think we got another morning crew review sent in this week. We did. Yes, this one comes in from Marty 0419. Five stars, worth listening to. A lighthearted, entertaining podcast. Blake and Porter make a great team. I listen to them on a, the bus ride home after work, and it is the best way to end my day. I have to be careful how loud I laugh, though, so I don't disturb <laughs> the other riders. Let's go. That's like one of my favorite reviews all time. This guy's on the bus, you know. He just grinded. He's probably a blue-collar worker. This guy just worked all day long. He's coming home, enjoying some PM in the AM. And Out of the cold lines. Awesome. Dude, we're getting him to laugh out loud on a bus. I think that's pretty awesome. That's kind of the goal of this show is just to make people look stupid when they're listening at the grocery store on a bus, you know, wherever. And they just like blurt. Is that what I'm going for? They just bust up laughing. That's what I was trying to say. They just come out. Blurt up laughing. That's exactly Paul no, Blurt. The, the only recommendation I have for this is uh, just throw it on the speakers. Listen to it for everybody to hear so that when you laugh, you know, you're not the crazy person laughing to yourself, but everybody can laugh with you. You know, I think that that's really the only way that this could get any better. Dude, imagine our next marketing meeting. We're just going to go straight to the bus drivers. We need this to be people forced to listen to this for them yeah. to, to catch on. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're going to we get con- new listeners. Have we considered PM in the AM elevator music? Because <laughs> I feel like it's a big market. <laughs> I think you just hit on an expert idea, Blake. Everybody hates elevator rides. They're awkward. You look at your shoes because you don't want to look at the other human beings that you're next to, even though they're probably good people. You know, you might be living in a hotel close by them or at work where you're <laughs> by the same people every day. But you get in there and you instantly have to stop conversating with the people that you are with. And you just have to silently stare at your shoes. So imagine a comedy podcast playing in there. And you can get a couple of laughs in, lighthearted giggles out, you know, whatever it may be during that. Yeah, elevator. what a better way to stand in a box with strangers than listen to two idiots making jokes. I think Honestly, because then you have some common ground. You, you may not know anything about them, but you're like, man, these guys suck, huh? Yeah, <laughs> these two guys are <laughs> terrible. <laughs> we no, were on to something. Yeah, exactly. That's a great idea, Blake. I want to hear the PM and the AM in the elevators. So we're going to have to start pitching this to some big companies. Blake, I'm bringing... 
back one of our segments that's uh, probably long overdue because I haven't been able to really think of anything valuable for the listeners for a while. And so our uh, returning listeners are going to know exactly what I mean by that. And that is, I have a Porter's Pro tip for you guys this week. Oh, I'm so excited. All right, let's hear it. So this is going to be another one where I I share a story and then I bring the pro tip to you. So yesterday, uh, my wife and I were working on converting a short bus. I don't want to get into the short bus part because I think we're we're both good people. So we're just going to set that aside. So me and my wife, anyway, we're converting this short bus. So we were over at her... (laughs) parents house um, working on it yesterday we were putting in some cabinets you know doing some manual labor and we noticed there's this like strange car that kind of pulls up like right on the divide between her house and the next door neighbor's house and we're just kind of like okay whatever this guy's probably just you know sending a quick text message or just pulled over to check something or whatever and so we like notice this guy and he's just like kind of looking at us for like 10 minutes just we feel like he's staring at us. So we're starting to get like a little creeped out. You know, as soon as you notice somebody looking at you, you kind of get this like weird feeling and whatever. And anyway, like we kind of like make eye contact me and him and he drives away. So I, I don't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, he's just in the wrong spot or whatever, just confused, drives away. Anyway, two minutes later, I see that he's like on the other side of the street facing a different direction. And now he like gets out of his car and he's like cautiously like walking forward and he's like looking around, like trying to make sure nobody sees what he's doing. And he's dressed in like a camo hoodie and camo pants. And I'm thinking the worst. I'm like, there's no way this guy is up to any anything good. I mean, if you're wearing camo and camo, you just kind of look like you're trying to scope something out. And so then he like starts walking around the side of the neighbor's house. He's like peeking over the fence, pacing off the yard. He just has a pen in his hand. So I'm like, there's no way. What's this guy doing? And so like my wife was inside the house. And so she like walks around the corner and he shoots around and like looks at her real fast. And he's like, oh, hi, how's it going? And he looks like super guilty. So I was just like, what is this guy doing? I thought for sure we had a criminal on our hands. And so he gets in his car sits there for another five minutes, kind of like looking back and forth. And then he drives away. And so I tell my father-in-law about this so he can like tell his neighbor and they've got security cameras so they could look at the footage or whatever. And something were to happen, you know, they would like know who it was. Anyway, come to find out that guy was just leaving a a bid because they were trying to get a a cement pad poured over there. (laughs) So I want (laughs) to, I want to leave my pro tip to be that if you are leaving a construction bid or you know a home renovation bid first of all don't dress yourself in all camo maybe wear yeah. like a company shirt second of all don't he look- was doing some domestic animal hunting that's what i thought for <laughs> <laughs> he was doing some yard poaching just shooting neighborhood dogs no i know exactly like there's so many things that he could have been doing but leaving a bid was literally like the lowest probability in my mind because usually you know they're going to have a clipboard they're going to have some sort of company polo they're going to have a put together look. And usually like they knock on the door and have the homeowner come out and then they kind of explain what they're going over. This guy's like pacing off the yard, peeking over the fence. I was <laughs> all dressed in all camo. I couldn't so believe the audacity of that man. Here's the real question I've gathered from what you're saying. If you have a clipboard, you can really just get away with anything. I would That's never true. question somebody that has a clipboard. They could be wandering around in my own yard. I didn't order anything. I'm not putting in cement. But if they're walking around with a clipboard, I'm like, oh, the city officials at it again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, just uh, fixing the sprinklers, checking the uh, gas, you know, whatever. You could walk right into any public place you have to pay to get into. You just hold a clipboard. Museum, you're walking right in. A movie theater, you're there to review 
employees. I mean, you're you can go anywhere you want with a clipboard. This is a great idea. Yeah, a clipboard and a safety vest. I've seen people like on YouTube Ooh, videos like yeah. get into big events with a, literally just a, a clipboard and a safety vest and a lot of confidence. They're just mm. the security people like try to stop them and they're just like, oh no, we're here to do this. This isn't it. And they're like, okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Greg sent us. He, he yeah, we have to we have to check the pipes to, to make sure it's up to code. Yeah, it's crazy, but yeah, definitely a pro tip there. You know, if you're out doing any sort of commercial bids or if you see anybody that looks like they're doing some commercial bids, you know, that's kind of a safety tip as well. You you want, we want to make sure you guys check on them and make sure that they're not just scoping out yeah. the house to rob it. So Yeah, really go annoy people when they're doing their jobs. That's oh, for sure. <laughs> for <laughs> sure. If anybody's them, bother them Yeah, like if they're one if they're wandering around the yard, you got to. That's the only way to do it, but that's the uh the pro tip I have for the listeners today. So I'm glad I was able to bring that segment back. Hopefully I'll get some more stories in the near future that I can continue to share. But we have another listener submitted question. We're going to get into Blake and this one comes on Instagram as well. And Phil wants to know, what's a food that you used to like, but now you can't stand it? Oh man. I feel like everybody has one of these stories. That's like they used to really enjoy something, but for whatever reason, they just can't eat it anymore. And I have one that comes to mind right off the bat from for me because there's a s- story in my family that has has been I was going to say it's been passed down for generations. That's not true. It was my <laughs> it was my sister that, that said it. It will be passed down for generations. Okay. And that is that one day my mother was cooking and you know, she was making a very nice warm meal for the family, you know, we were all coming back from school or practice or whatever it was, and she had decided to make a nice meatloaf. And so it was there sitting in the pan, you know, waiting for everybody to to come eat. And my sister comes walking in, takes one look, and just gets this the most sour, twisted look on her face and goes, Oh, what is that? Poo in a pan? And <laughs> Ever since then, my family has called meatloaf poo in a pan. And I don't know if you know what poo is. It's not the most appetizing thing. So, so referring to something as that has kind of ruined meatloaf for me. And I genuinely don't know the last time I ever had meatloaf. I think it was that day because I don't know if my mom ever made it again after my sister just <laughs> tore it to pieces in there. Because she went off. This wasn't a one-time, like, ooh, poo in a pan. Like, this, she, she said it multiple times. She was ripping into this meatloaf. <laughs> oh, 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 what is that? Oh, poo in a pan. Oh, it looks like poo in a pan. And so I can't eat meatloaf anymore. It's <laughs> really what it comes down to. Hey, I totally agree. I mean, I think she was doing you all a favor by ruining meatloaf for your entire family. <laughs> you didn't have to have meatloaf anymore, which, yeah, that's actually a really good representation of, you know, the way that it looks. And so I have to agree with that take. And <laughs> I mean, that's awesome that she was able to not only express her feelings of how meatloaf looks, but also ruin the dish for an entire family. <laughs> Yeah. Your mom just shredded the recipe afterwards. She probably felt yeah. terrible. She's like, burnt this it. Is good yeah. yeah. She's like, I've been up working hard on this all day yeah. to try and make a good meal for you guys. And now you just ruined it. I am almost certain she never made it again. Wow. I can't, I can't confirm that, but I'm pretty darn sure 
that I've never eaten meatloaf since. So uh, shout out to my sister because I'm not sure meatloaf is the most appetizing thing in the world. I'm not entirely sure even what it is at this point. It's been so long, but uh, (laughs) I I agree with you on that one. I think that's a, that's an amazing story, first of all. And (laughs) I'm trying to think back when I was a kid. So just a little backstory. I never ate like any vegetables at all. And so, you know, I always got teased about it. You're not going to grow big and strong. You're not going to, Mm, that be smart you know you don't eat your vegetables you're gonna be sick all the time whatever so i heard that all the time and i think at some point i just broke down and decided you know the next vegetable i I eat i'm just gonna grin bear it go get through the pain and i'm just gonna say that i love it and so unfortunately for me that vegetable happened to be spinach so i ate it like one time Mm. and i told everyone i was like yeah i love spinach so good and guess what happened they made spinach for every meal oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> All I got was spinach, dude. I just remember growing up, spinach, spinach, spinach. Every single meal, there would just be a side of spinach like by my plate. Okay, maybe it tasted okay like the one time that I ate it and whatever, but I don't love it. And so I really had to battle because I feel like as soon as my parents figured out that I liked some sort of vegetable, they let the entire world know. So like everywhere <laughs> I'd go, I'd be like, oh, Porter loves spinach. And there even to this day is some residual effect of People will bring spinach to a family gathering and they're like, oh, Porter loves spinach. I'm like, I should have never made that mistake of saying I liked it because now, you know, it's okay, but I'm not the kind of guy that's just going to like sit down and eat a plate of it. So that's definitely, I think that's the only food that comes to my mind that I used to enjoy in air quotes. But you know, what's funny about spinach is that I used to actually enjoy spinach, but it wasn't because I liked the flavor, but it was because I really liked Popeye. Oh yeah, and I I was sold on the fact that if I ate spinach, I was gonna just get huge muscles. I was sold on it. So I, every now and then I'd throw down some spinach, and uh, to this day I'm still disappointed that it hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> Seems a lot quicker in the TV show, but waiting for it one day I'm just gonna bulk up. <laughs> well, you, now you can understand what I'm saying though, is because big spinach was behind all of this. Big Spinach was saying it had a good taste, was going to get you absolutely jacked. And I think people were saying it was going to make you smarter, too. So Big Spinach was pushing a lot of lies and that kind of ruined my childhood. And I still had to face the effects. So I think we need to get a lawsuit together. I think that's the only (laughs) only way we can get even with Big Spinach. But yeah, that's definitely the, the food that I don't I can't stand anymore. Great choice. I can I can respect that for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up next, we have the breakup stories as sent in by the listeners. We asked you guys for your weirdest and craziest breakup stories. We're really excited to share those. So stay tuned and we will be right back with that. And we are back. Shout out to everybody that sent in these stories. We have your worst, weirdest, craziest breakup stories. Blake, I've got some extra good ones that I'm excited to share. We gave you guys some methods last week, including the roller coaster, amusement park breakup, the you're fired breakup. If you haven't listened to that episode, make sure to go check it out. The beard beer episode. So make sure you go give that one a listen and hear our breakup methods. But that kind of reminded us of these breakup stories and we had to get them Blake yeah I mean people didn't have our advice at the time that these happened and so it really makes sense why they went so poorly (laughs) because there's some things I was reading through and we're not gonna be able to get to all of them that sent them in so thank you to everybody who sent in their breakup stories we kind of had just had to pick and choose which ones needed to be shared but uh there were some great ones that were left off the board so uh 
no hard feelings if we don't get to yours. All right, Blake, I'm going to go ahead and read one. And so here we go. <laughs> Let me preface this with junior high dating is a joke. When I was in seventh grade, I told my friend that I thought this girl was cute. He immediately went and asked her if she wanted to be my girlfriend. I guess that kid wasn't really a great friend, but whatever. She said yes, and I guess we were dating. The only problem is that for our entire three-day relationship, we never talked besides smiling and saying hi in the hallways when we passed each other. On the third day of our glorious relationship, she had the audacity to send a friend over to break up with me. I remember feeling relieved. It was pretty awkward to see her for the next couple of years, especially because she became good friends with my friend group, and we hung out with her multiple times. I guess she must have felt pretty awkward about it too because we never addressed it. It was like we both had a silent agreement that we would never mention it again and we didn't. <laughs> I, I only have one gripe about this story is that it started off by their friend hooking them up, going and saying, hey, I kind of like that girl. I think she's kind of cute. They go and hook them up with her say, hey, what do you think of my friend over there? The ultimate wingman. And then this guy thinks he's not a good friend. That's the best <laughs> friend you could ask for. What are you talking about? Yeah, honestly, that guy was uh, just headed right. At, he's like, I'm not going to waste any time. You two need to be together. Let's go. Yeah, and he, yeah. I hope setting them up. I hope you're still friends because if you are still friends, I promise you, you're in a happy relationship right now because that guy has your back no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's willing to set you up with anyone. What a legend, honestly. But yeah, that kind of threw me back to seventh grade, and oh yeah, those were unpleasant those... days for me as well. So. You know, I, I feel for this guy because I just imagine the awkwardness of like years later seeing her and knowing what happened. And you know that she knows what happened, but you'd hope everyone else doesn't know or remember what happened. So it doesn't get proud of that. You dated for a couple of days and never said a word to each other. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, those, those junior high relationships are really special. aren't they? <laughs> that just doesn't sound like the when people get married, you know, they're like, how did you guys meet? You're like, oh, we dated for three days in junior high and never <laughs> talked to each other. <laughs> 40 years Many later, people, here we are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that one just, you know, very rocky start. So I don't know if they got married. Mm -hmm. I feel like if they did, that would have been thrown into here and that would have been an excellent detail. But yeah, that's not not a good start if you're trying. Yeah, to. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably a safe assumption <laughs> that they did not end up together in the long run. <laughs> Usually communication ends up being pretty important, but you know, seventh grade, I have one here yeah. from 10th grade and I think well, it kind of just falls into that same situation. People in high school think that their relationships are very serious and they never are because they're all always dumb. And this story reflects that because they said, when I was in the 10th grade, a guy I barely knew asked me out during PE. I had never been asked out before, so of course I said yes. We dated for a few months until winter break. When I got back to school in January... A friend asked me if we were still dating, and I realized I hadn't heard from him in about a month. A year later, oh, he no. a year later he randomly messaged me and informed me that he had moved to Wisconsin. Does this mean what? we're still technically an item? Am I cheating on my boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. How do you go a year without talking to them? And like, I feel like here's what happened. Here's what happened. This guy, you know, he waited a week and didn't text her. Then he waited two, and the whole time he's like, oh, I, I can't text. I got I to gotta send her a text. Waits another week, and it just gets harder and harder and harder and harder until finally it gets to a year, and you know he's probably like, I'm ready to move on, but I got to muster up the courage to text her. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and I just, how did she not ever realize that you know he was gone? That's my thing. It's like, okay, one thing, high school relationships are dumb. You didn't talk to each other that much, whatever. 
But at the same time, you think you would ask somebody who you were apparently somewhat close with, what happened to them when you didn't see them for a year? I think after like two days of not seeing this person at school, I would have reached out and been like, hey, you feeling okay? You sick? What's going on? No, nope. They didn't even bother. They were just like, I'll see him when I see him. (laughs) For all they knew, he was dead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (sighs) They didn't even go to the funeral or nothing. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine they like search the obituaries and they're like, yeah. oh, not not dead. So he must be. <laughs> this guy disappeared off the face of the earth and you didn't even alert the authorities. That you- <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. That was such a bad relationship if he wasn't even like, hey, by the way, I'm moving to Wisconsin and I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't even know how that's possible. And why did he reach out a year later? I feel like at that point, you know, I think you both have moved on. (laughs) He accepted the fact that you were dead and (laughs) you were in a different state. So you're probably okay. Hey, shout out to her, though. She got her closure. She didn't have to think that he was just like missing in some forest somewhere. And (laughs) she was going to get like in trouble for committing the crime all these years later or something. Somehow get tied in. And she found out she has a boyfriend. So that's pretty cool. I mean, she's cheating on her husband with her boyfriend, I guess. She's she's got two. But uh, congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, congratulations to her. That's a, a good resolution to the story. All right, Blake. Next one I got says... Not necessarily a breakup, but kind of. When I was in high school, I had a crush on this girl for a whole year. She would sometimes show a little interest, but never enough for me to ask her out. Well, anyways, I decided to move on and started to like another girl. She started liking me back and we started to hang out a little bit. Well, then girl one decides she does like me and starts showing a lot of interest in me. I couldn't decide which one I liked more. I went on a trip and was texting both girls. I don't feel like I was leading them on, but they both asked me to bring them back a souvenir. I got a screaming two-for-one discount on a couple of bracelets and didn't think much more of it. When I got home, I gave them both the bracelets. Bad idea. They figured out they had both gotten the same gift and never really talked to me again. (laughs) (laughs) I was really hoping. There's, You know when you go to like Mexico and they have those bracelets that they have Uh the different names in them? Hmm. I was really hoping that they would buy one with each name and then swap them on accident. That would have been incredible. So you you go to give uh, Jessica your bracelet for her but it says tiffany here right there <laughs> that would be so bad yeah oh, i can't even imagine that that's I just brutal. i kind of feel for this guy you know he was he was uh waiting the whole time for girl one then girl two comes around and this guy was just confused but big slip up on the on souvenirs you know at that point you got to make a decision i think you can only bring one souvenir back i don't think you can bring two back or just get, clearly it didn't get work a out. little creative you know it was sloppy to to just go for the two, <laughs> the two for one special i mean come on <laughs> come on though blake in high school i don't think you i think a two for one special would have enticed you a little bit <laughs> yeah i would have kept one for myself and then gotten another two okay. for one i'm getting myself something in the process you gotta think bigger here Definitely, definitely a a sad ending, but I think that guy probably learned from it. Yeah, I guess so. I got a story here that this, I'm going to take it, this is a pretty serious relationship. You know, a lot of these have been high school or junior high. This one was, I believe, a little bit more advanced. This person said, someone I went to school with told me how her fiance broke up with her at the beginning of a cruise they were on with his entire family. What? They broke up and were literally trapped on a boat together for a whole week. No chance. (laughs) This is no chance. And this isn't just a, a boyfriend girlfriend. This is 
they were engaged. This is this was their fiance. So that you were engaged. You invite your fiance on a cruise with your family. You get there first day. You break up with them. How bad wow. was this relationship that you couldn't make it to the end of the week before breaking up with this person? I think that's rule number one. Don't do it somewhere where you're going to be trapped with them. <laughs> That's the second worst possible scenario I can imagine. The only worst possible scenario would be if it was her family that they were with. But, <laughs> they pay for you to go on a yeah. cruise and then you break up with her. At the very beginning like, and you have to spend the you're rest like, hey, of the hey, I was walking onto the ship and I saw a couple of good looking girls. So I think um, we're done here. I'm going to go see what else is happening. Do you think... Do you think that's what caused it? Do you think he was just like oh, going to the parties and activities on the cruise no. and there was a couple of girls that caught his interest and he was like, oh, you know what? I don't need to be engaged. I'm on a cruise, whatever. Like not condoning mm. this behavior at all. This no. was a terrible decision, <laughs> but this guy must have been a complete scumbag. Yeah, really, really. I think she dodged a bullet on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. This guy obviously did not think through his decisions very well. So uh, I am just blown away. At least she got a free cruise. I guess, yeah, I guess you got a free cruise out of it. So that's yeah. something, but uh, I don't know how enjoyable Hopefully, it was. <laughs> I'm just hoping that his family was like a good family and not like just shunning her to the side all of a sudden. Yeah. And like, you think they stayed in the same siding room with the son? I mean, I would imagine because you had to like pay for the room. Or do you on, think she did a little swapsy? Like, hey, can I sleep with your mom for the week then? Because like, can we share a room together and you can share a room with your dad? I don't really want to be with you. Yeah, I don't I think know I who, found... who all the family was there. But. Yeah, there's no good outcome. Like, just imagine because she was probably like emotional too. You know, probably a wreck, especially because they were engaged. She's probably just oh man, imagine the whole week was just miserable. Mm. And I would assume he wasn't so sad about it, and he was probably oh, yeah. out having a good time. Yeah, he which was just makes he it was worse. Uh, he was on the on the on the deck, just <laughs> hey oh doing doing uh, the belly flop contests and everything. And this guy would strike me as a kind of guy to like ask her like oh did you have a good time on the cruise afterwards <laughs> like just no self-awareness here no, this guy he, is he's gonna really send her lacking. a bill after he's gonna say hey oh, so yeah. my family paid for you but since we're not actually engaged anymore we're kind of gonna need that back my question that is, is crazy porter okay <clears throat> put yourself in in her shoes here you're the girl you get broken up with first day of the cruise are you or are you not taking that ring and chucking it into the ocean heck uh, no oh if if i was a girl yeah okay, yeah okay, yeah, okay. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the, yeah you're not the, you're the girl, you get dumped by your fiance first day of a cruise. I'm waiting until about day three when we're clear out there and I am, thrink, that thing is gone about 45 miles under the water. I think you have one aspect really correct, which is wait a few days. But I think there's a, a more important way that you need to do it so you don't get in any sort of trouble. I think you need to like just be holding it and pretend you're going to give it back to him and trip and throw it off the edge just to make it even worse. <laughs> so it's just like a slow motion, you know, he's like diving off the edge or, of the boat to try and catch his ring. Better yet, give it to him and then push him off the edge with the oh. ring. I told you we were trying to stay out of jail for this, Blake. <laughs> uh, that's the only way you could make that cruise worse, though, is by creating even more like hostility between the two people. But <laughs> yeah, if you man. try pushing, pushing him off and it doesn't work, that's going to be a real bummer. That's a wild story. Hard to top. But I got another one here, Blake. It says, for a few months, my sophomore year, I was dating this guy, my friend's cousin. He went to a different high school than I did. I had asked him to a dance at my school. 
We went out on dates all spring, summer, and fall. He asked me to go to their harvest ball that was happening in October. I got a new dress, and I was so excited. The evening of the dance arrived, and I waited for him to pick me up. I waited and waited and waited. Finally, the doorbell rang, but it wasn't the guy I had been dating. It was his friend. Guy had asked this other girl that he'd had a crush on for months, and she said yes. At least my boyfriend had the decency to send his friend to take me to the dance instead of just leaving me hanging. But it was a horrible blow to my self-esteem. Needless to say, I never saw my boyfriend again. And then there's a, a nice little nugget at the end. It says, I Facebook stalked the guy a while ago and I saw that he is fat and bald now. Serves him right, jerk. <laughs> I love the ending. But yeah. I was just it doesn't like... sound like she held a grudge at all, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, but, I mean, that's wild, dude. That's just like, eh, Whatever. Just, hey, Bill, you going to go take my spot? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tag team. Just, it. Tag, tag yeah. me out. Tag me out. <laughs> exactly. But just thinking of like a high school boy's mindset, it just feels like it fits so perfectly man asking two girls out and then just going with your favorite is brutal that's tough man at least yeah, at least not, he did hook up a with look. a friend though i mean maybe that maybe they were uh on to something right there if you yeah imagine <laughs> it's, that would be another one of those stories that was yeah. like a good how we met story yeah, instead <laughs> of dumping somebody just set them up with your friend <laughs> so. yeah that's actually a good way to break up be like hey it's not gonna work out between me and you but this guy and, and yeah this is gonna work mm. out <laughs> apparently you do end up fat and bald if you do that though so we're <laughs> yeah. <word of> caution. <laughs> yeah be careful be careful how you uh let somebody down yeah that's fair all right i got my last one here and this one they had were not only engaged, but they had made it all the way to the wedding day. What? And this person, it wasn't them, but they were at the wedding where it happened. And they said, we were at a wedding and everyone was ready, but the couple never showed up. Eventually they came in and said it wasn't happening, but they, including the couple, still wanted to hold the reception, like the after party. What? Then sometime later, just the immediate family and this couple tried again and again. And the fiance kept backing out saying he wasn't ready. Then a third time, the couple went back to get married, but this time just the couple and he backed out again. I guess she finally figured it out by the third time and called it off for good. Imagine the pain, man, (laughs) of like talking him through it and then he backs out, talking him through it, then he backs out. Yeah. And then being nervous for a wedding is is totally acceptable. It's a big moment. There's, you know, a lot of stuff that goes into it. But uh, backing out three times for a wedding is is brutal. And especially I guess I get wanting to do the reception after where everybody you already put yeah, all the money. You, you already put it all you already down. paid for it. At that point, if it was the day of, you're not getting any of that money back. But I wonder how many people came to that that weren't at the wedding and were like, Hey, congratulations. <laughs> and you had to explain to like five hundred people, Hey, actually we didn't get married, but we still just wanted to have the party. So that we could... We just want your gifts and <laughs> yeah. money. Please put money Ooh. in a card. It's now just going to go to me. Yeah, what do they do with the gifts? Did they just... I mean, they I, obviously carried over to the third wedding for sure. But at, at what point do you decide you uh, don't... Do you keep them or do you send them back? I feel like you keep them. I don't know if you can send back wedding gifts. That's unbelievable. That guy must have like decision anxiety oh, because... certainly, yeah. I don't understand. Like at some point, you know, you're doing all the wedding planning. You've already had... In my opinion, you have to make your mind up before you even start planning it. You'd hope. Because as soon as you have to start doing photos, suit shopping, event planning. Yeah, weddings like, are a crap ton of work. And we're a guy. That's so a we lot didn't of even work. do that much work. The, yeah. the, 
the wives are the one that do do all the work. So shout out to to this girl because she is apparently the most patient, oh, understanding yeah. person on the planet. Because wow. she put up with this guy's crap three times. And uh, but does that make her stupid? You know, fool me once, shame on you. But fool me three fool times. Me twice. <laughs> yeah, fool me three times. <laughs> fool me I three think times. That makes her the fault. idiot okay. for trying. Either that, or this must have been some pretty big fish that she caught. He must have been very wealthy. Oh, because... certainly. Yeah, he was the heir of uh, Johnson and Johnson, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was I'm trying to sign on to forty-five billion dollars. That's the only way I would try three times. That's crazy. But you know, I feel like after the first time somebody like leaves you at the altar, there'd be enough scar tissue for me to never want to go back. But yeah, I don't you know, know if I'd ever man. get married. I just think I'd be like, well, it yeah. didn't work. Not meant to be. I'm, I'm out. I'm moving on. Yeah, that's wild. So yeah, shout out to her though. <laughs> well, there's some of the best stories. We did have a lot like Blake mentioned before. We had multiple stories that are pretty funny that we're talking about people breaking up with them to go back to their ex, but like telling the people like, I don't want you to be a stranger. Like we can still be friends, like all that kind of lingo that I think is just like complete BS, which I mean, I feel like if you're going to go to your ex, like, and just say, Hey, let's still be friends. That's, that's a terrible way to do it. You got to cut the cord at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess at that point you probably dodged a bullet anyway. So count your blessings. I guess. Like Blake said earlier, thanks to everybody who sent in those submissions. We had a really good time reading through them and sharing them on the show. We're going to be doing more questions like this in the future to get more of your guys' stories, and we always appreciate it. A little update on our second hoodie order. So we did get it submitted. We're going to have those hoodies within the next week to go start getting them printed. So within the next two to three weeks, you should be getting a text or DM or email or whatever, and we will be reaching out to you with next steps about your hoodies. And we also, Blake, printed a couple of extra t-shirts. Ooh, baby. Looking forward to doing some more giveaways. So stay tuned because we will be giving out a couple of those t-shirts. The perfect summer attire coming out just before summer. So you guys uh, will be looking great. We're going to be taking care of you. Got anything else for listeners on the way out today, Blake? I think you covered it all. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in as always, and we will catch you next week. Peace out. Congrats on making it all the way to the end. We hope you enjoyed the show. You are now officially part of the PM and the AM fan base, the morning people, and we are super pumped to have you here. Now that you're a part of the crew, please share the episode with a friend and make sure to check out the rest of our shows and social media content for more hilarious brackets, crazy questions, and an overall great time. Thanks for listening. It truly means a lot to us, and we'll catch you guys next week.